scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Throwing it down. The Twisted Tuesday begins now as we throw it down. Steve Merrill will step up and in. We're breaking it all down. The countdown is on. Less than 24 hours to the NBA draft. And speaking of the NBA, uh, the rumor mill is running hot uh, tonight. There's more rumors in the NBA than a high school cafeteria. James Harden, of course, uh, takes a center stage as far as players on the market uh, right now. Meanwhile, the Houston Rockets, in a last-second attempt, to try to shake things up, uh, are reportedly in talks uh, with Washington for a Russell Westbrook-John Wall swap. And, oh, yeah, we've got the draft uh, as well. I've got a hard enough time figuring out what's going to happen in this draft, and there's been a lot of live movement, but um, if you look at the mocks, it's all over the place. Is it a slam dunk? Is it a lock uh, that Anthony uh, Edwards is going to be uh, the first uh, player taken in the draft? No, it isn't. Uh, but we're going to break it down uh, this evening. We're breaking it all down. It was, of course, some action uh, tonight. And I don't know what's going on this year in the MAC, but I always fear these games. We come in, oh, no, no, this is tough. This is tough. And I don't know, we're crushing the MAC this year. Last week, 9-3 and three in the MAC. Tonight, 5-1 and one, uh, in the MAC. But we got uh, punched in the, in the face so hard last night on Monday Night Football. We need to do it again tomorrow. <laughs> I need to do this again tomorrow to get back on track. But couple of beatdowns uh, tonight, man. Kent State absolutely goes off. They put 69 points on the board, man. 69 points uh, up on the board. And you know what? Akron actually, you know, they're not sucking as much as they normally uh, do. So we're talking college football tonight. We'll break down the big games uh, with Steve Merrill. NBA basketball, NFL football, of course. Thursday night football. Shocking developments. We actually have a quality football game coming up on national television. Arizona and uh, Seattle. We're breaking that down. Um, Theo Epstein is out uh, in Chicago. Uh, done. Hey, listen, he won a championship with the Red Sox, won a championship uh, with the Cubs. If he does it again, then he gets into, like, you know, all-time legend uh, type of status. Cody Bellinger has uh, shoulder surgery. You know, not for running into a wall, uh, but, of course, uh, after a home run celebration. Masters ratings in, and uh, it ain't pretty. A late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. You want some of this, don't you? Yeah! Well, you need to know the winners. And I know the winners. So call me now. Whoa! $5 for the first minute. $2 for each additional minute. You have reached the coach's hot line. Line. Yeah, lay it on me, coach. In the game of my MA mm-hmm. versus Sin. Cincinnati. Sin. Cincinnati. Not Cincinnati. Come on, come on. Don't you realize this is costing me money? All right, let's roll. The late night anger management class uh, has uh, begun. 
always an adventure. What are we in store uh, for this evening? It's been a pretty fun week, actually. It's been a hostile week uh, full of shows. I think pretty much every show I've been on, people have yelled at each other, and uh, it's gotten hostile. And surprisingly enough, it hasn't been me. I think, honestly, I think I've been the victim. All right? I honestly think I've been the victim, but uh, that, that's another story. Steve Merrill knows who steps up. And now, Steve knows I'm very even-keeled, Steve. There's, it's not possible that I would get into a confrontation or an argument uh, with anybody. But, uh, yeah, people have been hostile. And I was thinking, and it's crazy because, you know, Game Time Decisions had a good edge to it uh, this week. I think Cam's going to have a, a nervous breakdown and heart attack, but it's had a good edge uh, to it. Kevin Walsh, like, lost it. Um, there's been a lot of, like, um, you know, a lot of uh, hostility in the air, off the air, and not in a bad way. Nobody's about to punch anyone in the, in the face or anything, but I don't know. I think it's the time of the year that maybe people's biorhythms aren't going well. And I, you know, and I was to prove it, tonight I'm walking down the street and I see these two girls standing outside of a restaurant. Like, you know, it looks like they're just sort of talking and about to go in. And I can just sort of see the anger on their face. <laughs> I sort of heard them arguing a bit, and like 10 minutes later, I passed them again. And then they're like, and you didn't come to my son's birthday party two weeks ago. She's like, that's because of COVID, Amy. And then they're, they're yelling at each other. I'm like, damn, man, people are just angry. There's a lot of anger uh, in the air. I'm all right. I'm all right. I feel I feel good. Only The only thing is, um, congratulations to whatever troll out there has a Marenzi voodoo doll. Because just randomly out of the blue today, I have searing pain in my back. And, um, you know, I, I tell you what, I feel like like Bill Romanowski after an NFL football game. Let's bring in uh, Steve Merrill uh, right now. A lot of stuff I want to get to with Mr. Merrill. What's up, Lucky Steve? What's going on, Gabe Marenzi? So, uh, Steve, uh, the, the pandemic's been hard on a lot of businesses and restaurants. How's, uh, how's Lucky Steve's holding up? Lucky Steve's is good because, as you know, our motto is Lucky Steve abides by no health codes, so it really hasn't stopped anything. Um, but, yeah, it, it's interesting you mentioned people are getting upset and angry, Gabe, but as you were saying that, before you gave that example about the two ladies, I was just going to say, I mean, I know exactly what it is. I mean, it's daylight savings is here. It's dark at 5 o'clock. It's 30 degrees, and the flu season's about to approach, yeah. and the COVID lockdowns are starting again. So, I mean, it's going to be a nasty winter. And I always said, you know, everyone's like, I can't wait for 2021. I'm not so sure January and February 2021 is going to be that much better. It's true, Steve. You're right, because, you know, last last lockdown, that's right, at least it was sunny out, and it was, it was spring, right? People were going right. for walks still and stuff. Now it's like, oh, God, I'm just sick of this crap. You know, I, I know it's close. Oh, I got to wait in line. Oh, the mask. <laughs> He says it's dark all the time. Suddenly it's cold all the time everywhere for the most part. Um, hell, it's even cold on the West Coast in a lot of places. There's something to it, Steve. Like, it's funny because, you know, our just our shows and our network and our host, and it's not just me either. One of our hosts was telling me that um, he wanted to kill his co-host before the show started uh, over a bet that was made. And, like... He's like, ah, oh, you know, it's the last crap I need, you know, waking up at six in the morning and dealing with this crap. And everyone's just angry. So I, I was I was uh I was happy to see random ladies arguing with each other on the street, Steve. Uh, friends, actually. So uh, it, it proves all right, all right. It's not just us. We're not just angry uh, jerk offs. <laughs> well, I I will say this. I wasn't there to see the whole thing, but I think it's bold that Amy's friend didn't go to the son's birthday. Or at least should have gotten him a gift still. I mean, that's just, no, but uh, how about this theory, Gabe, is that 
maybe because the election is now in the past and there's not as much to focus on, people have to find other things to get worked up about. How do you like that theory? I just came up with that one. There might be some truth to that. Well, you know, I'm glad you're on that because I'm going to I'm going to probe your mind more, Merrill. Uh, you know, it's a good point. I'm going to probe. I'm going to probe. But I tell you what, I tell you what, you're right. The pandemic. It's amazing. Like if you think like the turmoil is costing people, right? Like we know we know about the the business and the money lost and you know suicide rates and all that type of stuff. But just sort of like now, I mean, I I heard a story the other day actually. Um, for people to remain nameless, <laughs> but there was a wedding and people didn't really want to go, some people, because they were fearful it was a super spreader, right, event. And people get mad. Like, they plan, you're coming to my wedding, they pay for the food and the tables and all. Like, people get crazy about weddings. I wouldn't know, but people get, like, bat crap crazy about weddings, Meryl, right? So, you know, like, you, you, know, you don't go suddenly. And so it was funny because I heard about a big fight about like weddings and I've been reading a lot about that stuff and I heard about stuff for people that we know. And then of course the birthday party came up, but I was thinking, Steve, it's convenient and you're right. And you and I think the same because I played judge, jury and executioner on the spot, Steve. And once I heard her say, it's the COVID, Amy, when she dropped that, I was thinking, yeah, I bet you when it's convenient for you, you go out and you're not worried about the COVID. How many people are using COVID <laughs> as an excuse, right, Steve, to get out of things they don't really want to go to, right? <laughs> yeah. and, you should have intermittent. And, you should have got right in the middle, played like referee. But I like, imagine you know, if Amy, I stopped and said, you... yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you, <laughs> I'm sure, Amy, you stay inside. You're outside right now. <laughs> you're outside a bar restaurant right now, right? But I heard a story. Mike Cardano told me a story. And it's even another story connected to, so uh, basically, yeah, there was a wedding and it was a big brouhaha, but there was another story, but the same thing. Somebody didn't go to someone's wedding, a bunch of people didn't show up, bro. And then the, the bride, the woman went on Facebook and starts like going crazy. Oh, I see you're a picture out at the mall today. Oh, you and your family are out at, you know what I mean? Oh, but you didn't want to come to the <laughs> wedding. I guarantee you, especially now with the holidays coming up, but on the plus side, Steve, how many people are happy that they don't have to see relatives they hate for Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah, I'd love to come, huh? but the COVID, huh? like, oh, I'd love to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I know it goes both ways. I mean, and like, what was it, the, uh, Gavin Newsom, the California governor, has got all these strict lockdowns, and he was caught at some oh, big yeah, party yeah, with a yeah, couple yeah. hundred people the other day. And he said he, but then they get, what, what kills me, Gabe, you know the hypocrisy is what, irritates me more than anything with all this stuff with politics, the hypocrisy, the line, the double standard. And it's just so such an epitome of that. But then they get away with it on top of that's what I hate. He comes out and said, I made a mistake. I should have been more aware. I'm like, how can you, you know, it's fine. Just admit that you wanted to go to the party, but don't act like it wasn't occurring to you. You shouldn't be around 200 people. when you just like signed an ordinance five hours earlier saying you can't be around 200 people. I mean, either, either he's full of it or he's an idiot. You know, neither one of those is a good uh, outcome. They're practice. They don't practice what they preach. He's a jerk. Uh, he's slick and all that. I just saw today, Steve, and my. I just saw a story. What do you think about this? I'm like, man. Yes and no. I get it. It's a little harsh. Basically, a dude here got fined twenty five hundred bucks, Steve, because he had seven people in his garage and they were playing poker. <laughs> but <Good God. laughs> I laughed too. All right, and I get this though. There wasn't a party, it wasn't crazy, and it happened at 10 in the morning. 
Like, it wasn't like an all-night, like a bunch of people partying in a garage and other smoking and drinking, going crazy. No, I guess it's like a couple of old dudes, seven of them play poker every week, and they refuse not to play poker, but Buddy got a $2,500 fine. I'm like, yeah, that's when people, like, start to get pissed off about their liberties and stuff, right? It's like the dude's in his garage. I get it. It's seven people, but... I'm like, man, really? What, you guys going garage to garage now? Finding out I got a poker party going on? Like, it wasn't a party. It wasn't a rave. I get it, though. Whatever. All right, Steve, we have more 2020 angry hot topics I'm going to throw at you. Late night anger (laughs) management class. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Marenzi. Rage all you want. And you know what? It'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet a hundred bucks. You want to pick a team? No, just take it. Late night anger management class. Oh, breaking news. Kent State just scored again, Steve. (laughs) Kent State touchdown. (laughs) (laughs) 669. I brought it up before the the game, actually, on Game Time Decisions. I said, hey, uh, I said, man, last week, these guys, they went over the number on their own, basically. Like, right around it. Remember, it was totals like 65 or something against Bowling Green. They put up 64 uh, tonight. I thought both totals were low tonight in the max, Steve. And you look, the Buffalo game, depending on your number, it barely got there. And this one just absolutely crushed and sailed way over the number. Yeah, I had the over in the Akron Kent State game. That's the game I used tonight, so that was nice for me. And um, I put it out at 58 and a half uh, early afternoon, went up to 59, then went up to 60 about an hour before the game. So uh, the uh, books got hit on that one pretty hard, I think, by both the Sharks and the public. Uh, you know, Steve, I never recommend college football teasers, but I had a feeling tonight, and I did it, and it won because of it, buddy. I won a teaser. <laughs> Buffalo. I had Buffalo on the teaser, minus 24 and a half. <laughs> I win because of it. it's crazy. One of those nights, things go my way. I brought it up earlier, Steve. It's crazy. I fear the Mac. Like, before every Mac game, I'm like, oh, God, man, 30 and a half. The spreads are always tough. It's always like a challenge. Last week, nine and three. Tonight, five and one. I hit an end game over 82 and a half in the, uh, in the Kent State game tonight, too. Uh, my only loss was Buffalo laying the points. I had them in a teaser, but I laid the points with Buffalo. Uh, as well. Um, so, you know, the Mac has actually been pretty good to us, uh, Steve, this year. So I, I wanted to get back to some topics because I know you have fun uh, with this stuff. So, but as long as we're on the, the Mac right now, let me just throw tomorrow's games uh, at you. Uh, so I'm more Maction uh, tomorrow. And I've actually enjoyed it. Northern Illinois gets 14 and a half at Ball State, total of 61 and a half. Uh, we got Toledo minus six and a half at Eastern Michigan. 61 and a half is uh, the total as well. And Western Michigan plays Central Michigan. Man, the Mac is the most confusing. Like, Steve, unless unless I'm staring at the games, I forget every 30 seconds who's playing who. Like, even when I'm, like, I cap the game and I get up and I walk around for five minutes, I'm like, man, are they playing Eastern again? Like, who's playing who again? I'm like, I got I to refresh this. 
So tomorrow, Northern Illinois, Ball State, Toledo, Eastern Michigan, and then Western Michigan, Central Michigan, that's the big one. Uh, Western Michigan are uh, 0.5 favorites right now, total 59 and a half. What's your uh, early uh, impressions on these MAC games? Yeah, that Eastern and Central game, they're both 2-0 straight up this year. Um, they're both 2-0 against the spread also, so it's the spotlight game tomorrow. Um, if you look at overall schedule strength, those Central's played a much tougher schedule so far of opponents. Um, they've played Ohio, Northern Illinois, two good teams, whereas um, Western had that game against Akron to open up. Um, one matchup I thought was interesting, though, is I always like to look at the line of scrimmage, you know, and rushing edges in college football. Even though football is more of a passing attack than it's ever been, the rushing line of scrimmage, especially – with such limited practices and tackling for these teams, I think matters. And that Toledo Eastern game is a real discrepancy. You've got Toledo averaging 236 yards a game, Eastern giving up 258 yards a game so far on the ground. The concern though with Toledo is they're coming off that, you know, tough loss against Western Michigan last week. That was the spotlight game a week ago, uh, 41-38. But I would expect them to probably bounce back here with that line of scrimmage edge. And uh, lines less than a touchdown, surprisingly, which you don't often see with such a rushing disparity. All Eastern Michigan does is cover point spreads, though, Steve, yeah, especially as a dog. That's all they do. They just cover. They cover. No one wants to bet on them. They're a drab, boring team in the middle of nowhere. You know, they've been known as one of the dregs of college football forever. So, But they're actually covering machines. They're a scrappy team. And I got to tell you, this Central Michigan team, I think, is better than I thought. So you mentioned Toledo. Western Michigan with the big comeback win. That was a lucky-ass win, man, <laughs> right? They got outplayed in that game uh, big time. And I'm a Central Michigan. Like, when it comes to, you know, who am I a fan of uh, in this, uh, this, uh, this conference, I'm a Chippewa guy. That's my team over the years. Yet, I always liked them as big underdogs and stuff like that. Yet, this year, they were hyped quite a bit. And I tell you, Steve, you know, you know, uh, you know Coach McElwain, you know, this is a coach that was with Bama. He went to Colorado State, and, you know, where did he go after when he coached? Uh, Florida. And he was in over his head there. You know what I'm saying, Steve? Like, he couldn't be the head coach in the Florida Gators, but he's perfect. Like, he's almost too good for Central Michigan. Like, he's a better coach, Steve, than almost all these guys in the MAC, if not all of them. Like, I really think he is. Like, he's got a big – it's sort of like when Lane Kiffin was with Florida Atlantic. No one's going to out-game plan him. That's why, like, Herm Edwards covers all the time. He's just smarter and better than the other coaches. I feel this way with McIlwain here. and it does, I, well, It's a good football game, but I'm leading with Central here, Steve. Yeah, I think the coaching is more important at these lower levels, like you said, because, you know, you go to the SEC, um, you know, some of these coaches, like Les Miles over, Miles over the years, you know, at LSU, I always thought, you know, he found ways not to do better with all that talent you have there. And then you look, he's not there anymore. They won a national title last year. You know, Argeron had done mediocre things at other schools, and he gets it done there. Um, but then you look at schools like the MAC, where there's less talent overall, these mid-major conferences. I thoroughly agree that coaching makes more of an edge at this level. And I think I always handicap coaches in college football, but I do some more at this level. And you think back to when Urban Meyer got his start at Bowling Green, how he dominated before going to Utah, then eventually on to Florida, as you mentioned, another Florida coach. Um, so, yeah, I think there's something to that. And you also do worry a little bit of Western. You know, I mentioned Toledo's mindset, but also Western coming off that big game as well. A game, like you said, they probably shouldn't have won 41-38. Uh, could leave them a little bit flat here, especially if they're outcoached. We have more action um, tomorrow night. Uh, I like what the Mac is doing. You know, Normally, they only have a couple of games during the week. This year, it looks like they're playing. It's weeknight only. 
And I tell you what, man, they're going to get watched and seen more. It's going to help their recruiting. I think it's it's really, really a good thing uh, for the MACA conference. Uh, a surprise team this year, Steve. There's been a lot of surprises, but a surprise team, Tulsa. Tulsa minus six and a half against Tulane. Dramatic, big-time comeback against SMU uh, last week. This Tulsa team is really, really uh, surprising people, Steve. Yeah, four and one of the season, and look, they've played only five games. Tulane's played nine games. <laughs> it's just so, it's just so bizarre this year to see stuff like that. Um, you know, never in our lives of handicapping for twenty, thirty years, Gabe, have we seen such differences like in games played and stuff in college football at this point. Um, but yeah, Tulsa looks like they're for real. I mean, not only are they four and one straight up, but they're four and one against the spread, um, and their only non-cover is actually a win against East Carolina a couple weeks ago. They won by four as a seventeen-point uh, favorite. Uh, the SMU game, though, this is a short week because they played just on the 14th. They played on Saturday. Now they have to turn around, play just five days later. Um, but so does Tulane. As I mentioned, this is you know the 10th game of the season for Tulane, uh, just the sixth game for Tulsa, and they remain home. And it's something I talk about a lot with the Thursday night NFL games. There's no question over the last few years we've noticed that the teams on the road have a disadvantage because they have only three days to travel and prepare, whereas the other team gets to stay home. And now you multiply the fact that Tulsa's played twice half as many games. Uh, it does look like the scheduling setup uh, probably favors them in this game on Thursday night. Uh, Steve, what do you make of uh, Indiana and Ohio State? Um, Indiana, uh, 3-0, but Indiana, I know their, their stats, the uh, inside the yards, et cetera, and everything else in between isn't very good. Is this where the bubble burst uh, against uh, Ohio State? I talked about this game earlier in the day. With um, you know, with Cam and Donnie, and you know, they they sort of agreed. I think that this you know, is a chance for Ohio State. Like Indiana, is this a wake up call, or do you think they can hang with these guys? Well, uh, yeah, going to that Michigan State game last week, I didn't have anything in that game, but you know, I, I did really want anything to do with Indiana. Their numbers just haven't jived, as you said. Um, going into last week, they're averaging barely over four four yards per play, but over thirty points a game. They had a better offensive showing in that one against Michigan State, but still in the season. They're averaging 34 points a game on less than five yards per play. Uh, they average just 2.7 rushing yards a game, uh, which is hardly something you ever see for a 4-0 team that's averaging 34 points. So I definitely think the statistical numbers are more accurate than the points. And one of the reasons is because they've had a lot of turnovers forced. Um, they've had no turnovers in two of their four games this year. They've had four total turnovers in all four games combined, yet they forced 12 turnovers. So they're plus eight in the four games. Hard to imagine they're going to have the turnover edge against a good team like Ohio State. And this line could very well be cheap now based on recent results. You've got to imagine, Gabe, this is like more than four touchdowns a few weeks ago. Now it's less than three touchdowns. Um, I'm not a buyer yet in Indiana. Ohio State should win this game if they're as good as I think they are. Dave, normally I wouldn't ask you about a game where a point spread is 39 and a half points, but BYU are back on the field. So BYU are back and... Um... They don't have, they only have two more games left. So they have this game and then they have another game against San Diego State in a couple of weeks. Very, like you said, the awkwardness of this season. So they get North Alabama. <laughs> North, North Alabama. And I got to be honest, full disclosure, I did not know the team name of North Alabama. For the record, it's the Lions. It's the North, uh, North Alabama Lions. The North Alabama are going up there to, uh, to Salt Lake and uh, and uh, the Provo uh, area. And so North Alabama played against Liberty this year. They lost 
They played against uh, Jackson uh, Jackson State 24-17. They played them tougher than Florida International did. <laughs> uh, Southern Miss, 24-13 winners over North Alabama. Now North Alabama against BYU. I'm just thinking, Steve, BYU is not going to let up. They only have two more games left. They're trying to impress people. Um, they're, they're trying, you know, they, I don't He's He's probably not going to win the Heisman, Zach Wilson, but he's going to put up big numbers in this game. What do you think of the 39 and a half? Well, first of all, I'm seeing 47 and a half, Gabe, 47 and a half BYU. 47 um, and a half. So that's a big, Hold on. wait, wait. Yeah. That's a big difference. Hold on. Yeah. Wait, wait, let me see. Yeah, Unless Virginia's I'm 39 and a half. You might be, I might, one of us is a line off because Virginia's 39 and a half, the game right below no. that. So maybe I'm right looking now, at the wrong Steve. one. Yeah, right now, BYU, 39 and a half, North Alabama. Are you, maybe it's Virginia, 47 and a half. I um, mean, that's the other one. We'll look at it when we get back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Late night anger management class continues. All right, we've got a disagreement right here. Uh, as far as numbers, we're going to settle this. Although, we'll, you know, we'll, we we got to be careful. I actually witnessed, Steve, and talking about hostility is great. Only in a New York studio you'll see this. We went to a commercial break, man, and one of the hosts, you know, said right before we went to the break that the number was 13 and a half. And the other guy casually said during the break <laughs> that, you know, the number's 15. And he said, it's 13 and a half. It's 15. <laughs> and, dude, within like 10 seconds, one of them said, I'm going to smash this mic in your effing face, man. <laughs> and, like, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, they meant it, Steve, right? Take so both sides. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, and I said the same thing. I tried to comment. I'm like, guys, guys, the number moved. The number moved. All right, I said, don't worry about it. And I'm like, what does it matter? All right, we just said, get the number when we come back, and we'll settle it. They, they, everyone chill out here. Uh, people think I'm the hothead, but I've seen I've seen a lot of craziness. So tell me, Steve, because you thought, oh, no, no, you're reading something wrong here. And I'm never wrong, Merrill. Right now, FanDuel, FanDuel, BYU, 39 and a half. North Alabama, plus 39 and a half. BYU, minus 39 and a half. Total, 58 and a half, and they even have a money line up. Uh, the money line, the money line is um, is a thousand to one. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a thousand to one. So are you seeing 47s out there right now, Steve? Yeah, Gabe, it's it's 47 and a half, 48 everywhere. So that and I you're I just checked FanDuel live. It is 39 and a half minus 114 for some reason at FanDuel. Um, you know, my first thought was the next game on the rotation schedule is Virginia 39 and a half or 40. Um, they do have Virginia at 39 and a half, I believe as well. I, I'm just wondering if they copied the wrong number or somebody made a mistake. And, um, but yeah, that's not the right number. FanDuel does have different lines. Sometimes they're a great sports book. You know, they're the sponsor that's the network here. I, we love them. 
Um, but the, I don't think they want to be eight points off the market. So um, I'd either say they're doing a promo, they made a mistake, or, you know, we let them know because I've always said you don't want to bet a bad number and then have your ticket voided, you know, because that's how a lot of the books handle it. Um, but, yeah, that yeah, line's that, 47 and a half, 48. Everyone. I'm looking at Vegas. I'm looking offshore. That's definitely the correct number for that game. Well, it's a good point that you raise. It's a good point that you raise here. I don't think they made a mistake, Steve. I think if they did, they would have corrected it, right? I think, you know, I don't know. Uh, they try to get action. Because one thing is different, and FanDuel and DraftKings, and DraftKings, Steve, People mocked them when they first came into the business. Well, the DFS guys coming into the sports bar or whatever. And if you remember, I remember DraftKings and FanDuel at the time, all like the old school, like sort of jerk off guys were all mocking the numbers, the lines. Oh, look at their baseball lines and look at look at this. And it's not standard minus 110 even. It's minus 117. And, you know, yeah, sometimes it's minus 117 and sometimes it's minus 103. And DraftKings and FanDuel, Steve, they're not and, – and, you know, it was a great interview. I could send you the link to it. It was done on our network in which the – you know, one of the head guys of FanDuel said, we're not like Vegas sportsbooks. He said they're trying to get action on both sides. He goes, we don't care if there's action on both sides. He goes, we're setting a number, and if you think the number's wrong, beat it. He goes, we're taking the bet. Like, basically, you know what I mean? And DraftKings had the same angle where they're not they're not trying to get action on both sides. They set their number, and they stand by it. And basically, he said, he goes, we stand by our numbers. And he said, if you don't like the number, you know, then bet it. And if you think it's bad, then beat us, essentially. And, but you're right. Normally, they wouldn't be, you know, in a football game, there wouldn't be a seven, eight-point differential. But I doubt it's a mistake. Because I, I hear what you're saying, Steve. Sometimes there's clear, obvious mistakes. You're going to get a laugh out of this, Steve. There was an NFL game the other day. Uh, the book and uh, the end game popped up it was obviously a mistake, Steve, because the uh, it was plus one thirty seven. <laughs> the point spread, one hundred thirty seven points. I was like, ah, normally I wouldn't do this, right. but for the fun of it, let me see if I can get in on this. Washington plus one hundred thirty seven. Right, it should have been the money line, probably, right? Yeah, exactly. So it, and it was a glitch, and, and it moved and stuff. Uh, but you hear what I'm saying? No, with FanDuel and DraftKings, they do have a different approach for it. So I don't know. Like, I, I doubt it's a mistake. I, I think they would correct it, Steve. But it is crazy. It's good value at FanDuel right now. I'll tell you that. If you like uh, if, if you like BYU, it's a good number. And I tell you, I do, because I was thinking, Gabe. shouldn't this number be about four? I would have made it 46 and a half or so. You know, if you would have asked me, what's the number going to be? I'd say, I don't know, 44 and a half, 46, 47 and a half. So 30, I think 39 and a half is worth a bet, Steve. That's why I brought this game up. Oh, no question it's worth a bet. And, I mean, I would play it now. I wouldn't try to – well, first of all, it's worth a middle. I mean, I wouldn't do that just because the fact that it might be a bad number, they could void that ticket. FanDuel probably doesn't do that because they're a pretty big-time book and they really go all out. You know, they'll do a lot for the customer, give them wins when they don't even deserve wins sometimes. But um, in general <laughs> – the true number here is 47 and a half at all the books. So 39 and a half is a tremendous edge. That's a 70% chance of winning probably. Um, BYU I've used three or four times this year. Um, they're a pure blowout team for me. I've used them several times this season. I have yet to play against them. Um, you were talking about those stats though for North Alabama. They have hung tight. And once again, BYU will look to smoke them. But at 47 and a half, they could still smoke them and not cover, you know. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't lay the 47 and a half, but yeah, 39 and a half, you play it. Here's an interesting thing though. 
That's a um, big difference. FanDuel yeah. is tied with Betfair, the huge you know, international sports book overseas, yes, the, the bet exchange that has all the election odds. I just checked. Betfair has 41 right now. So I do think that's so, their yeah. number. I mean, yep, Betfair's exactly. got 41, and they've got 39 and a half. Everyone else has 47 and a half. So not sure what's going on here, but it does look like they've issued that number different than everybody else, and they're taking bets on it. Now I'm intrigued. I almost want to call them tomorrow and get the guy on the show. <laughs> what's going on with this? What are you? So, Steve, are they tricking yeah. us? Like, I mean, are they it, it, dating us? Are they saying, let's let's try to get some BYU money? I'd like to know their motive for this. That great call by you looking up Betfair. That's the parent company, right? Like a great job looking it up. Interesting that they're at 41, Steve. Same ballpark. Well, here's the other thing that's interesting about it, Gabe, though. I'm looking at Betfair right now. It doesn't look like there's any action on that market. Um, they've got it at 41, but it's blank. It's the only game that doesn't have a, like odds next to it. So, yeah, something strange about this. I'm sorry, actually. This, they do. They got it at 39 and a half also. My bad. No, it's 39 and a half. I'm not sure what the 41 is there. I'm not used to this. These are European odds, so it's confusing me a bit. They're obsessed they've got with it at 39 now. and a half also, Gabe. <laughs> You're obsessed. What's that? You're obsessed. You're obsessed with the number 41 tonight. <laughs> No, I, I, it's weird. There's a um, there's a blank 41 on the. I, I got to. I'll figure it out the break here. and We'll talk about. It. But it's 39 and a half is the line actually. So they also have 39 and a half bet fair. So, yeah, so we, that, we that looks like it's a number fair, unless they. But then again, it could be a mistake, and it's a parent company, and they both are wrong. Because this isn't a high profile game, Gabe. That's the other thing I wanted to point out. I mean, obviously, not many people are looking at this game on Tuesday night other than us right now. So we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting to see what this line is in the day or so. Then we'll know. Uh, all right, uh, some, some good uh, good stuff here. So we argue, I'm sure people are going to move on, guys. Remember, I opened up the segment when I was about guys arguing about a number, and we end up, no, we spent 10 minutes. Gabe, Gabe hey, it's 37. Gabe, by no, the way, 41. I'm looking at the money line. The money line on North Alabama is 40 to, 41 to 1. That's what it is because it's blank next to that. So they have no money. This is Betfair. They've got no money line on BYU. That's what it is. That's why I was getting okay. confused. Okay. So okay. The, the money line is 41 to 1. No money line BYU. And then the spread is 39 and a half. So right. honest so mistake to, there. In conclusion, 39 and a half, great number to bet BYU. 47 and a half, not so much. Yes. And if you have access to FanDuel in your state, play it. And then I yep. recommend Play playing it. the 47 and a half somewhere else. Kick back and hope for a 40 foot. You know, you got that's a big window, guys. That's a big window. Right? That's you know, that's what the that's what the quote unquote pros would do. All right, everyone in our chat's asking, because uh, someone had a good idea. They said BYU should play Cincinnati after like just sort of an added game to both improve their schedules. And I said Cincinnati doesn't really need the help. You know, they're kind of knocking on the door right now. They're right there. And, you know, this this win will help them. They just need some chaos ahead of them, Cincinnati. Because, guys, the committee just is going to resist putting anyone in besides – you talked about it, Steve. Ohio State can play five games they're getting in. Ohio State's four. Exactly oh, right. They're getting in. You know what I mean, Steve? It's all, it's all a game, yep. right? They're doing it for nothing. We all know who's getting in. <laughs> I agree. I predict Ohio State will play seven games to get in the Final Four. If you had to ask yeah. me right now, seriously, I'd make the over-under seven well, games during the Finals. Let me ask you if they got another game canceled. If they play six, they I say they still get in. We'll see. Uh, we're not leaving a six. Well, they're gonna have a championship game. game probably, right? So that'll bump okay, them yeah, to seven. Okay, yeah, that's true. I okay, think. yeah. So, so yeah. a guaranteed seven. What about the Oregon Ducks if they go seven and zero? 
Uh, it depends on how many other teams are off the bubble. I mean, Ohio State, basically, it's theirs to lose. They just have to play five or six games, I think. Oregon, you know probably need? a little bit more so. Plus, yeah. They need Notre Dame to beat Clemson but, again. That would get rid of Clemson for real. You know what I mean? Clemson with two losses is done. Right? They'd say, all right, we, it's yeah, that's too a much. Problem. Just, you just lost the ACC Conference Championship. But anyways, we got a lot of time to get to that. Uh, Cincinnati and UCF, what about the Bearcats uh, this week? Yeah, I mean, Cincinnati's a good team. Um, I thought it was a bad spot from a few weeks ago. I'd mentioned on Wager Talk, one of the shows I did, kind of a, a situational play. I thought Houston could keep it close. Didn't use it for a play, luckily. But uh, I was impressed that Cincinnati blew Houston out still because I thought Houston was a dangerous underdog getting two touchdowns, you know, explosive offense. It was a real flat spot for Cincy. Uh, they appear to be a lot like BYU, Gabe, so it's a good team to talk about after BYU. Cincinnati's another one of those teams that just seems to be hammering people, and it's not a coincidence because they need to do so, as you mentioned. Um, so it's a really tough team to play against right now for that reason. Yeah, they ran it up last week. They ran it up. All right, Steve. Um, I couldn't help but uh, think of you today. For some reason, I thought, I was like, uh, Mar- I got to ask Merrill about this. But I saw the report that James Harden, James Harden doesn't want to play <laughs> for the owner of the Rockets because of uh, the fact that he's a Trump supporter, right? And it comes out. That that's not the the sole reason, but it doesn't help, essentially. That he's not down. And I've had Fertitta on my show before, actually. I gotta tell you what, this pandemic is ruining that guy's life. I'm not I'm not even kidding, Steve. Like that guy had a good thing going, but it was a lot of borrowed money and stuff, man. And Steve, all of his businesses were hospitality, Steve. Restaurants, casinos, yeah. sports. Like, a lot of these other rich guys are like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I own a trucking company or the mega this or I'm a hedge fund guy. I'm Don't worry. Like, you know what I mean? Fertitta was just a hustler. He goes, casinos got hit hard. Casinos are taking a beating. He owns the Golden Nuggets. Uh, so, you know what I mean? He's taking a beating there. Um, his restaurants, high-end steakhouses, taking a beating. Um, basketball, the Rockets. He didn't have the money to move around, and now coming out of oh yeah, and his GM pisses off China. He loses Bill like a ton of money in China. His team becomes like blackball. They rip down every Houston Rocket, uh, like the Rockets were the team of China, and uh, the Maury you know screwed that up for him. And now James Harden doesn't want to play for him, who's the face of the franchise. Yeah, what a disaster for Fertitta. But you know, Steve, I don't hate Harden for this, but the thing is, hey Harden. Take a look, bro, at the political donations of every other NBA owner. They didn't give money to Ocasio-Cortez. Like, you know what I mean, Steve? Like, they're all, they're all these rich guys. If you're a billionaire, you're going to support the Republicans. All right? You don't want to give away half your money. I, I, it's nothing like, you know, I brought this up earlier. I think it's nothing racist or anything like this. I think it's just money. If Joe Biden told them, yeah, yeah, I'm going to give you the same tax breaks, they'd say, yeah, good joke. Good for you. We love you. Right? They, they, that's the way they are. But if you're hardened, like, whatever. So what? You, you're going to start looking into whoever? Like, every one of these sports owners all give to the Republican Party, Harden. Merrill's take on the other side. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. All right, late night anger management class that continues. Time always flies with Steve Merrill. So I'm giving you a hot, uh, giving you the, uh, the the hot seat on the way out here, Steve. I want to get to Pete uh, Pete Rose saying that he still bets on baseball. As somebody who lived in Vegas for years, <laughs> I can tell you that. It's like Pete, it's not going to help you get in the Hall of Fame, buddy. Like tell him, I saw, I still bet on baseball. Yeah, dude, like, just stop answering questions, Pete. But it's not a shock. <laughs> and Pete's talking out it's legal everywhere. Yeah, it shouldn't matter. Blah blah blah. But uh, not a shock, like I said. I lived in Vegas, and Pete used to be at the sports book all the time, man, all the time. It's like it's not, it's not like he hides it or anything like that. But so as far as Harden's tape, I don't have a problem with like, I don't have a problem if if he really had a moral stand or something like that. But my deal is, it's sort of like if you bash Nike. Oh, I don't like Nike. They make their stuff in sweatshops, and then you wear Adidas or you wear poop like oh, the other stuff, like. Or it's like saying, you know, McDonald's is unethical, but you like Burger King. You know what I mean, Steve? Like, if you're hardened, like, dude, what do you think? Like, are you going to start? Like, dude, like, out of the, the owners in the NBA, Steve, Mark Cuban didn't support Trump. I don't think the Brooklyn Net guy did. I, I read a story about this. There's four of them. There was literally four of them, Steve. Four owners the entire league. So are those the only the four owners you're going to play for? Really? And the other thing is, Harden. When people asked you about China earlier this year, you pretended you couldn't hear the question. So suddenly you're Mr. Politics. So I'm all I'm all over the place on this, Steve. But I'm just thinking the people are gonna rip them are the same people that defend people that don't want to bake a cake for like gay people and stuff, right? Oh, you know, it's their choice. So it's Harden's choice too. And another thing, if he doesn't want to play for an owner, he doesn't want to play for an owner, it's his business, right? Isn't it? Yeah, no question about it. I mean, he doesn't have to work. He could retire also. It's just like if someone didn't want to play in the bubble. Um, you know, when I first heard this story, it bothered me, and I really couldn't explain why, but my intuition is pretty <laughs> good. It's what? just like a lucky Steve's. You know, but then I sit back and I analyze why it bothers me, and I usually can come up with a good reason. It's kind of like at Lucky Steve's, you know, when we decide, should we push the seven-day-old shrimp one extra day to eight days? You just go by intuition, you know, in that situation and hope for the best. But with this situation, I think what makes it kind of silly – 50% of 50% of the people in the country like Trump, 50% like Biden. So it's not like this is some fringe element guy. He's going to irritate half the people in life. It just isn't a smart business move. Late night anger management class. Right here.